Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. It's been almost half a year since Democrats passed the Inflation Reduction Act, and you might be wondering if that law has actually begun to accomplish one of its big green goals, boosting investment in America's clean energy sector. Politico's Kelsey Tamburino and I actually looked into that very question, and we found two really interesting points. One, since the IRA became law, companies have announced tens of billions of dollars in renewable energy, battery, and electric vehicle projects. And two, we also found where that money is going geographically. Roughly two-thirds of green energy projects that have been announced since the IRA became law are actually going to Republican-held congressional districts. Now, that puts Republican lawmakers in a tricky position. On one hand, they're touting the influx of jobs and money, but they also voted against the bill, publicly are still criticizing it, and are working congressionally to undermine it. So today, Kelsey and I talk about how the big winners of Democrats' climate law so far are the Republicans who voted against it. It's Tuesday, January 24th. It's been about five months since the Inflation Reduction Act was enacted. So I wanted to look at where a lot of the money is going to so far. And so I looked at all of the clean energy manufacturing announcements, all the major ones that have happened since the law was enacted. So that included wind, solar, battery, and electric vehicle manufacturing plants and announcements and expansions as well. Obviously, there have been announcements that have been in the works since before the bill was passed, but trying to look at what really is new since the law was enacted. And what we found is about two-thirds of the around 30 or so projects that have been announced or have been expanded since the bill are in Republican districts. We only looked at the projects where we could find the congressional district. So there's obviously a little bit more out there that we might know the state, but not the specific district where it's going to be located. So those were excluded. But just in the ones where we did know the district, we found that the majority of them are going to Republican held lawmakers, which is notable given that no Republicans voted in favor of to pass this bill. So they're seeing the benefits from the legislation, and that's bringing jobs, obviously, to their districts. There's still definitely projects going to Democratic districts as well, but the majority are going to Republicans at this point. Our story focused on the congressional districts, but it, through this analysis, we also saw that a lot of this money is flowing to just in general Republican-leaning states where the governor is Republican or they're led by two senators that are Republicans in the Senate. So this is just something to watch going forward and an interesting dynamic that we wanted to drill down on. For sure. And then to be clear, I mean, did Democrats design the IRA so that money would flow primarily to red states is sort of like a political point. And just why is this happening, you think, more broadly? So I wouldn't say that the bill is specifically designed to benefit Republicans. But what we do know is clean energy advocates and Democrats who had sought for these provisions. And I should note that when I say these provisions in the Inflation Reduction Act, there is a specific tax credit that's new for the manufacturing of clean energy components, turbines and blades and the wind components and broader specific elements that are crucial to clean energy facilities and the growth of the industry. So there's 
that specific tax credit in the bill, there's also additional incentives for domestic content that folks really see as driving a lot of these investments. And so it's not specifically for Republicans. We're not specifically included for Republicans, but proponents say that this was always what the bill was designed to do, that it would provide certainty and for companies looking to invest in the U.S. that there will be incentives in place and that there will be an infrastructure and structure in place that supports domestic industry. We're seeing a lot of this go to traditionally red Republican states because there's several factors, but one of them is just a lot of these areas have long been home to Texas for solar, other areas in the Sun Belt for solar development because they want to have that geography and that there's economic development plans and maybe lower cost of living that might drive some of these workers to these areas. So there's other elements in play. But I think what we're seeing is kind of a proof point for Democrats and proponents of the bill that this is working the way that they had said it would. And Josh, looking at the political dynamics here now, how are Republicans responding to this trend? I know you talked to a few folks about this issue. Yeah, right. No. So Republicans, again, on its surface, this might be a tricky position for them, given they all voted against the bill, as you pointed out. I spoke with Garrett Graves. His district isn't necessarily at the moment getting a project from the IRA, but he is someone, right? He was the top Republican on the Democrats' climate crisis committee, the select committee, and is someone who's very active on energy issues. He said, look, he told me just because you vote against a bill doesn't mean the entire bill is bad. And he even said, quote, I'm not embarrassed about the fact that if money from the IRA did support his district, even though he opposed the bill, like that's not inconsistent with my vote, as he said. And you have other Republicans like John Curtis, representative of Utah, also active on energy issues. You know, he told me like, again, I mean, the tax credits, some of that, maybe if these were handled individually outside of this partisan reconciliation process, as they put it, as Democrats, again, passed their IRA without Republican votes, they used a special process that maybe we would have supported some of this. And and of course, we're going to support projects that might come from it because they're useful for my constituents. So that's the response. And they're also arguing that, that they don't feel like it complicates like their aggressive oversight agenda. I spoke with a House GOP leadership aide, and they're basically like, look, our oversight wasn't really focused on the tax credits to begin with. I mean, there's other parts of the IRA that they don't like, particularly the loan programs office. So they're saying, look, I mean, if there's a bad project out of that, but 20 are are good, like it's our responsibility to find that bad project, given there's a lot of money at play here. So that's the overall response. It does seem to be a tricky balancing act for Republicans, right? If they want to hype up this money and the jobs coming to their district after opposing the IRA. Are we hearing Democrats make that point? Yeah. I mean, Democrats, I think, are, you know, at least so far, I mean, ready to pounce. I spoke with Senator Tina Smith on this one, and she's like, you know, we should be pointing out, thanks for your kind words. It's great. You have good things to say now, but this didn't just happen. Like, this is happening despite your best efforts, as Senator Tina Smith put it. You didn't vote for this bill. And there are other Democrats who say, like former House Climate Committee Chair Kathy Castor of Florida, who was saying maybe there's some good in this, and maybe politically this trend enables Republicans to be more comfortable talking about the economic benefits of climate change and the potential of the clean energy economy. And maybe that enables more cooperation on narrow areas of interest in the climate space. Also, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm said on Monday that President Joe Biden would veto new legislation from House Republicans focused on the nation's strategic oil stockpile. House Republicans are poised to hold a vote this week on a legislation that would prohibit tapping the Strategic Petroleum Reserve without an increase in oil and gas production on federal lands. 
The House previously advanced another SBR-focused bill earlier this month, which aimed to prevent oil from the reserve from reaching China. But Granholm called the latest legislation part of House Republicans' quote, extreme agenda, in that it would impose, quote, unnecessary, unhelpful restrictions on when the reserve can be tapped. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.